turn to Song of Solomon this morning. Song of Solomon. We know what this week is coming up, Valentine's Day. I know some of you, you uh, you're not for that. I'm for love. I asked Tom this morning. I said, Tom, I'm going to preach on love this morning. Tom said, I'm for love. And I am too. Amen, Shalene. Tom's for love. Amen. I think Wednesday's Valentine's Day. I got plans for my wife and I. And uh, I'm for it. You guys that are saying, ah, oh, it's a Hallmark holiday. You know, you enjoy yourself. I'll, I'll be enjoying my Valentine's Day. Let's see how good that goes for you. But uh, it was on my mind and uh, how much the Lord loves us. And I, I do have a message with that theme in mind today. Song of Solomon chapter 2. Usually when I'm in the Song of Solomon, several of our members get a little nervous uh, from past sermons, but I'll behave myself today. I had referenced a couple of those verses that make everybody blush, but I took them out uh, just for safety's sake. All right. Song of Solomon chapter 2 and verse 16. I love this verse. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feedeth among the lilies. You know, you look in your Bible, and the Lord's always talking about, in Song of Solomon, especially his beloved. And uh, I'm so glad that the Lord looked upon me when I was lost, and I was unworthy, undone, and uh, undeserving. But yet the Lord looked at me with eyes of love. And we're going we're gonna to read about that, how God describes his love for us in just a little bit. But I want to, this, this is a thought. Maybe it'll help some marriages today. Maybe it'll help some family situations today. But uh, just this title ought to convict us. Falling in love all over again. Amen. Falling in love all over again. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We know that you love us. We know because you sent your son. We know that you've been so good and gracious to us. You're a great provider. Your, your scripture says sucker, one who takes care, provides. And Lord, I pray today that you'd help us in our spiritual love relationship with you, your dear son, and so many of the truths from your word, the church. Oh, Lord, we're abundantly blessed. And we pray today that you would help perhaps marriages that are struggling, families, relationship among others in the body of Christ, but ultimately, Lord, that we'd fall in love with you all over again in our spiritual walk, in our relationship. Lord, bless now the preaching of your word. Be with Junior Church and those working. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Song of Solomon, again, look at verse 16. My beloved is mine, and I am his. I love that phrase in the Word of God. Go to 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32, if you wouldn't mind. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32. I've got to go there myself. I thought I had marked it. Uh, God is, in his Word, uh, telling us many times how much he cares and how much he loves us, how important we are to him. Amen? It's safe to say that the Song of Solomon is no doubt one of the most widely referred to and read passages when you talk about the love of God for us. It's a source of great delight 
to the, to the saints. It's, it's written as a love story in a, in a poetic fashion. And in 1 Kings chapter 4 and verse 32, though, we read this about God's love for us. I love this part, too. And he spake 3,000 proverbs, talking about Solomon, and his songs were 1,005. That's a lot of poems. That's a lot of writings. And you know what they are? They're, they're love stories. Solomon had a, a desire for God that was very rare, much like David had a heart for God. And, um, you know, it's interesting that uh, I've seen people through the years that have fell out of love, so to speak. Scripture tells us to make sure that we not forget our first love. And it can happen to us as Christians. It can happen, obviously, in marriage if you let it. You need to foster it. You need to fan the flames of that. I believe that. I, I was talking to a couple the other day and telling them I believe in getaways with my wife. And uh, some, oh, that's not necessary. Well, it's, we got a pretty good marriage. I think it's helped us a, a lot. And we make investments in all kinds of things. Make an investment in your relationship with your mate. Get away. Read the Song of Solomon, my beloved. Come away with me. It's so important. And uh, take the opportunity when you can. Make the investment. It's worth it. It's good for your children. Amen. What are we going to do with these kids? Somebody will, find, somebody will take care of them. They'll be all right. Believe me. Mom and dad have a good relationship. That's the most important thing. Children know mom and dad love each other. That, that's the best thing you can do for your family. And so um, uh, think of on these things this week, if you would. I used to say, it doesn't cost much. Uh, you can go, uh, men, you can go to the florist and get you a, a red rose and some fern with it, you know. It's about, uh, it's about $2.99. Ladies, you can go to the hunting store and you can get a nice rifle for about $2.99 too. So. <laughs> I, figured, I figured some guys would enjoy that one. But, you know, invest in your relationship, your marriage, your family. And I want to tell you this morning, make an investment in your relationship with your Lord, Amen. with the lover of your soul. Yes. Make the investment. It's worth. It is worth it. And so much of the time, uh, we see so many falling out of love with Jesus. But I love him. I love him. And he loves me, according to the word of God. Solomon's love story is a type of the love that Christ has for his bride, the church. It shows his individual love for you and I, so unworthy. These metaphors throughout the scripture about marriage and marital relationship. Look at Isaiah 54. You're going you're gonna to love this. And again, I had marked my Bible. And in between Sunday school and church, I take out all the, the orange tabs that I put in and, and I leave my pink ones. Well, I, what I did today is I, I took the wrong tabs out. Between Sunday school and church, I took all my reference tabs and left two. That doesn't help me right now, so I'm, I'm at a disadvantage today. But look at Isaiah chapter 54 and uh, verse 5 and 6. Watch this. The prophet Isaiah says, For God, for thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall be he be called. For the Lord hath called thee a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth when thou wast refused. 
saith the Lord. God is speaking here to Israel about their relationship with him falling off. But it was still God's wife. Israel is the wife of God. And he loved her and he cares for her. Throughout the scriptures I mentioned this morning about the book of Hosea and how that uh, Gomer is unfaithful, but uh, Hosea is faithful to her and he goes after her. It's a picture and type of God's love for Israel. As she was unfaithful, God came and sought her out, bought her from the slave market of sin, and showed her his affection. What a story of God's love for us. Um, Hosea, read that story. And praise God, he says how much he loves us through his word. Over and over and over again, but so much in here in the book of Song of Solomon. And that's in the Old Testament. The New Testament, we're shown that Jesus loves his bride. That's us, the church. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, I was there this morning. And uh, it bears reading. Verse 23, we're written under the Holy Spirit's uh, um, guidance. Here Paul pens these words in verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be, be to their own husbands in everything, he says. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, the scripture says. You know, I, I speak to young couples, couples that are up in years and uh, in years of marriage too, that, um, you know, we need to practice those two things. Husbands, love your wives. That's not a suggestion. That's an order. And he tells us how, as Christ loved the church. And sir, if you're not loving your wife right, then you're, you're failing God. That's your duty. Love your wife. Love her as Christ loves you. Get reconnected with your relationship with the Lord. I've told young couples this too. If you get your, if you get your relationship with God right, you'll love your wife right or you'll love your husband right. So many people are content to have poor marriages or average marriage. It doesn't have to be that way. But you must work on your relationship with Christ. And that will enhance and better your marriage in your family. We're talking about ultimately our relationship with, with Jesus this morning. And I, I've said to the wives, ladies, don't, don't shut me off here. But the Bible says that you should submit to your husband. The Bible says you should obey. And he says this, we read the verse, uh, submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord. And then it says here, therefore the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Everything. Well, he, he's, a, he's a mess up. He, he's a goofball. He, he's a sorry husband. He, he doesn't do this. Your marching orders are to submit to him as unto the Lord. That's your, that's your job. And so many fail in that area. Well, you don't know my husband. He's not spiritual. God's, God's dealing with him. He's telling you, submit to your husband in everything. In everything? What if I don't want to? In everything. You want a better message? Obey God. Be right with God. But what about him? I'm not, he's not talking to you. He's not talking to him. He's talking to you, ladies. 
And gentlemen say, well, my wife isn't this and my wife isn't that. and She's not what she used to be. Your job is to love her. Clear and simple. Only got two things going on here. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husband. But, there are no buts. I promise you, you obey God, your marriage will be better. You may fall in love all over again. Your kids will be okay. Where are your kids going to be if you don't do right with God? Well, I love God. You do? Then how come you don't love your husband? I love God. Then how come you don't love your wife? Amen. This is serious business. We're talking about a relationship with God. Here in Song of Solomon, we're told something very precious. My beloved is mine and I am his. Is, is the Lord your beloved? Is your relationship with him sweet? It ought to be. But you know, you have to get your focus off of you and you got to get it on the Lord. See, he's high and lifted up. Let's lift our eyes up to the Lord. We just learned in Sunday school. Come unto me. Look unto me, all ye lands. You know, we got to get our eyes back on the Lord. So this morning I want to talk about this holy union that you and I have with Christ. We are the church, the bride of Christ. We are the beloved of Jesus Christ. First of all, if we're looking at this holy union, we see it's divinely accomplished union. I didn't accomplish it. You didn't accomplish it. God accomplished it through his son. He is the lover of my soul, the only Savior. I thank God. It's a gracious union. We're called the bride of Christ. So unworthy are we. But he looks at us as his bride. Still in my mind, after all these years, 40, almost 44 years, maybe 45, i got to re recalculate it, of being saved, I still feel like I'm unworthy. I still feel like, why me? As David said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? <laughs> It's a gracious union. Bless his holy name. We're unworthy, but he's made us worthy in his eyes. Have you ever seen, everyone, I'll go to a mall or you're at a restaurant or you're somewhere out and you'll see this, you'll see this ugly dude and uh, overweight, and a slob. That makes me nervous when I talk like that. And he's with this gorgeous, attractive woman. Like, Miss America. And you, how does that work? Have you ever seen that before? You're not, you're not participating. You're not helping me one bit this morning. That's how the Lord feels about us. We are nothing. Unworthy. Sinners. Even after we've been saved, we're not worthy of going to his heaven. But he loves us so much. And he sees in us his beloved bride. Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love toward us and that while we we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a verse. It's an eternal union. I am his and he is mine, as Solomon says, but listen, forever. <laughs> forever. Even death cannot separate us from our Savior's love. Amen. Colossians 3 and verse 3, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Oh, it's wonderful. God is gracious. He's loving toward his cherished bride. I, my lover is mine and I am his. He is my bridegroom and I am his beloved bride. What a union God has put together here. Now what does this truly mean when we're thinking spiritually speaking? It means two things 
in particular. It means, number one, it means that I share his love. Over and over again, again, this word love is expressed throughout this story of the, the bride and the groom, the lover and his beloved. I, I've got so many verses here. Song of Solomon 1.9. I have compared thee, O my love, to a company of horses in Pharaoh's chariots. Now, ladies, don't think that's wrong. <laughs> he was looking at the beauty of, like the Bible talks about in war, the, the beauty of, uh, of banners waving. It's talking about a, an army, marvelous, fearful. He's describing uh, the love that he has for his beloved. Solomon 1 and verse 13, Behold, thou art mine, thou art fair. Behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove eyes. Shalene, let me know if Tom pulls that one on you this week. Colossians 2, 2. As a lily among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and by the hinds of the field, that ye stir not up, nor wake my love till he please. Wish my wife would have done that this morning. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 10. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. See that? He's wanting to be with her. He's wanting to be by her side. He cannot live without her. The fig tree uh, putteth forth fig trees, and the vines with the tender grapes are good to smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. My love, he says in verse uh, <coughs> 3, 5, 4, 1. My love, my love, my spouse. Yeah, you know, you can be in love with your spouse. Amen. Two of you guys are right with God. You can be in love with your spouse, fall in love all over again. What'd you do to get her? What are you doing to keep her? Amen. Solomon 5, 2, I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, again, the word beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love, love sick. He says, O oh, my love. He says again, my love. Over and over, my love, my love. When was the last time you looked over at your mate and said, I love you, with sincerity and meaning? Ah, she knows I love her. When was the last time you looked up and said, God, I love you. You've been so good to me. Amen. He knows I love him. And the Lord said to Peter, you love me? You know, or you know I love you, Lord. You sure you love me, Peter? Lord, thou knowest I love you. Does God know you love him? How does he know that? How's your wife know you love her? How's your husband know you love him? You need to express it with words and actions. Amen. Solomon looked at his bride here, his spouse, his wife, and no one was finer or fairer than her to him. His beloved, his fair one, his love, his spouse, his dove, all these expressions. We share our beloved love with Christ above all loves. Solomon 1, 2, let his kisses, uh, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
He brought me to his banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee. Well, these are expressions between a man and a woman. Deep affection, deep love, romance, if you would. I, wrote a, I read a book years ago called The Divine Romance, and it's about God's love for us. And it's all about the Song of Solomon. And God is trying to illustrate to us, spiritually speaking, that we ought to have a great love relationship with our God. God loves us, but do we love him in return? Solomon says here, my lover is mine and I am his. It means that, here's another thing, I bear his name proudly. As a Christian marriage will do, you have a marriage, the, the female, the, the bride, will take the name of the groom, the husband. Now, our world doesn't do that anymore. They don't want that. But Christian marriages do that. When Jesus Christ saved my soul, I was honored to take his name. I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Amen. I want to bear his name. Romans 1 and verse 7, Beloved of God, we're called saints. In Acts chapter 11, verse 26, And the disciples were first called Christian at Antioch. That was a despised name back in that day. It was a term of derision. But true believers loved it. And I love the name of Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I represent him. I'm not ashamed of his name. My beloved is mine and I am his. Amen. He is my friend and I am his chosen companion. He said, this is my lover. This is my friend. 5 verse 16. Listen, this is my lover. This is my friend. Now, my precious Pam down there, she's my friend. Best friend. You know, I like to do things with other people. We like to go out to dinner, have fellowship. Uh, the Coles had a nice dinner for us the other day. We enjoyed their fellowship. And I, I enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy that. But I'd rather spend time with her than anyone else. Amen. Amen. I mean that with all my heart. Uh, we love to go out and have fun with other people, but I'd rather have fun with her because she's my beloved. See? What about the Lord? You think he might want to spend some time with you? My beloved is mine, and I am his. When's the last time you spent any time with your Lord, worshiping him, adoring him, reminding him of all his goodness and grace in your life? You know, we, we, we assume that our mates know we love them, but they need to know that we love them. Tokens, trinkets, you know, terms of endearment, sharing with them how we really feel about our relationship. Outside of my relationship with Christ, my relationship with my, my wife is the most important thing to me. John 15, 15, henceforth I... Call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. God calls me his friend. It's like Pam's my best friend. To the Lord, I'm his best friend. Me. You. If you know Christ. This kind of friendship denotes some things. It, it tells me of his secrets. You know, friends share secrets. Close friends. Abraham is called the friend of God, James 
What a wonderful thing to share the secrets of the Lord. Psalm 25, 25, 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Proverbs 3, 32, But his secret is with the righteous. John 7, 17, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. God's going to share some things with us when we have a relationship with him that's right that he won't share with somebody else, just like somebody. I remember there were times Brother Chuck would talk about God told him something, and he, it was just for him. And I, when he said that, I, it spoke truth to my heart. I, I, I'm that way. I know what you're talking about. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're going to know the secrets, not all of them, I was talking to a man the other day, the secret things belong to God, but God shares some of these secrets. It's an intimacy. With someone that is a deep, close friend, he shares his secrets. You don't tell just everybody your heart. The Bible says if you, in Proverbs, you do that, you're a fool. You don't share your whole heart to everybody, but share it with your God. Share it with your mate. Share it with those that are closest to you. That's okay. And the thought... For God to share his secrets with me? Do you know how special that is? You know why? I am his beloved. And he is mine. Amen. I'll bear his name. I'll be his friend. We sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Again, I was talking in Sunday school. We, I was looking at words of a song in Sunday school. 1917. This is 1855. Another one. I found a friend, oh, such a friend. 1863. These are when they were written. That stuff's not written today. I think many of the church today don't love the Lord as they should. They don't recognize that he is the one to worship, serve, adore, obey. Amen. It's all about me today. I love this song. I found a friend, oh, such a friend. He loved me ere I knew him. He drew me with cords of love, and thus he bound me to him. And round my heart so closely twined those ties which naught can sever. For I am his, and he is mine forever and forever. Wow. Mm. I wish I could sing good. I'd have sang it. Amen. Oh. I found a friend, oh, such a friend, so kind and true and tender, so wise a counselor and guide, so mighty a defender. For him who loves me now so well, what power my soul can sever, shall life or death or earth or hell, no, I am his forever. Praise God. Well, the Bible says if we're going to have a right relationship, we're going to spend time with him. We're going to be his friend. He's going to tell us secrets. Singing unto him. Worshiping him. Ephesians 5.19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Man, there's sometimes I'll get up in my office and I'll have devotion or I'll be working on something. And I just can't help it. I just start singing to the Lord. And it's sweet. And I don't care. I can bawl. Nobody's around me. I can enjoy that. Just having time with the Lord. I remember, I've said this before, but Annette Wilson's helped a lot around here for years, and she'll be down here vacuuming, and she'll have her little ear 
buds in and she's listening to the Hensons or somebody. And then she's so taken up with that time, she's not even paying attention. And I can hear her way up there. And, and sometimes she don't sing like the Hensons. So she'd be a little off, I think. And, and some, but she didn't care. She's singing unto her Lord. And she'd say, oh, I'm sorry, am I bothering you? That don't bother me a bit because I, I was enjoying her enjoying the Lord. Now, Sherry's going around here, and every once in a while, I'll hear her, you know, singing to the Lord. Oh, to be caught worshiping God. Huh? You know, as a parent, I used to love walking in my kids' room, and they'd be in there singing about the Lord. Or I'd be in there, and they'd be looking, they'd be reading their Bible. You think that bothered me as a father? It blessed my heart. Every times where I'd be praying, and my kids would bust in and say, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I was glad that they saw their daddy with God. How's your love life, spiritually speaking? Any time with God? Any worshiping of God? Ever? You get caught up in your singing and just telling him how wonderful he is? Amen. Amen. Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, what? In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts, to the Lord. Not just to be heard of others, to the Lord. It's such a sweet, sweet thing for him. According to Malachi, he hears us talk about him. Malachi. Then he is my king and I is his adoring subject. Is Jesus a king? Oh, you better believe it. King of kings and Lord of lords. So that means he has subjects. I'm his adoring subject. I want to be known as that. I want to be obedient servant unto my Lord. Solomon, the way he lived his life, the way he dressed, the way he, he created the, the, uh, the temple, all that was to glorify God. And he represented that to the people. Uh, he was in his earthly glory when they had an audience with him. And his power represented his glory, and that was representing Christ. Amen. Solomon, oh, what did Sheba say? The half has not been told. This is a picture of our Lord. You and I cannot really come to the, the words that are necessary to really tell about him. Amen. He's our king. Turn to Revelation chapter 19. I'm not ahead of you this morning. I got to look like you have to look. But Revelation chapter 19 and verse 6. This is wonderful. Acts 19, 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude and all the voices of many waters and the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Listen, we're to make ourselves ready for the Lord. There's probably everybody in this room here that knows their Bible, that are sound in doctrine, knows that Jesus has come. Are we ready for his coming? Two particular things here as a king, not just a friend, but as a king. I owe him his authority in my life and his, my total allegiance to him. Not to anybody else, to him. 
Amen. In your marriage relationship, sir, your allegiance is to her. Your affection is to her. Your adoration is to her. You do that, you'll have a successful marriage. Again. Amen. Amen. Falling in love all over again. Wife, bride, you should show your husband you love him. Today there's spats and cold shoulders and distance between people. It ought not be. You ought to work on that marriage. You ought to be in your place. Spiritually speaking, we ought to work on our relationship with Christ. He's not out of place. If there's something wrong, it must be me. Amen. What's your relationship like with the Lord Jesus Christ? Coldness sometimes in marriages. Marriages that there's no love anymore. Hmm. I'll not be that way. Amen. Man gets mad and his way is to storm out the door. Close up, not say anything. Her way is not want to have anything to do with them. Cut them off. The Bible says you ought not defraud one another, by the way. That's free. But just looking at marital relationships, what about our relationship with Christ? Are we defrauding him? What is rightly do him? My beloved is mine and I am his. I'm supposed to love him supremely. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be loyal to him. I'm supposed to, I'm, he, I'm supposed to show him my, my, that he's more important to me than anything, anyone. Is that how it is, spiritually speaking, with us today? The Bible says in Ephesians 5, again, that Christ, the church submits to Christ. Are we submitting to our Lord? Does he know that we love him supremely? Again, we worry about ourselves too much. Now, this thing that I mentioned to the wives about obeying your husbands and everything, he's not talking about something unethical or illegal or immoral or ungodly. That falls under the, it's better to obey God than man thing. But if you have a marriage, then you ought to honor those promises at an altar that you made. Better, worse, richer, poor, sickness, all that stuff. It applies today. You know, I proposed, or Jesus proposed to me, and I accepted his proposal years ago. And I'll tell you what, he's he's only been good to me. But, uh, you know, in life it gets hard sometimes. Better, worse, richer, poor, sickness, health. He's my lover and I am his. Amen? As we turn the corner here in a few days and think about relationships and Valentine's Day and hearts and all that kind of stuff, you know, might not mean much to you, but spiritually speaking, does that mean anything to you? I'm going to conclude this this morning, but... uh, We've only taken a small glimpse at this holy union, this glorious relationship with Christ and the church. I got some questions and we'll be done this morning. I wonder, just this little time we spent, has God spoke to your heart about your spiritual love relationship with Christ? Have you paused a little bit to see whether it's cold, indifferent, on the rocks, almost non-existent? Why don't you fan the embers of that fire for God again? 
I mean, get, get fired up for the Lord. Amen. I was talking to a man this morning, and he had gone through some tests, and when he got done, he told me that he uh, got the good news of all the tests coming out good, and he said, I got on my knees right there at the hospital, and I just thank you, Lord, praise the Lord. He saw people looking at him, and he said, you know what it came to my mind is that, you know, the Muslims in their faith, they'll bend down several times a day. They don't care who's looking. Why are we all hung up about what people think about our love for Christ? Amen. That's a good thing. Amen? We worry about what people think of us at church, let alone try to worship God out in public. How is your obedience to Christ in everything? We're his, we're his bride, right? Obedience to Christ in everything. But, but we're going through these problems. But we, we, we lost some revenue. But I, I need a job. But in everything. When do we stop loving and serving and worshiping and obeying God? Only when good things come our way? My goodness, God has been so good to us. How can we not love him and love on him? Is he your beloved, the lover of your soul? Are you sure you know him as your savior? Are you part of the bride of Christ? Is he your friend or adversary? Is he your companion? Is he your king? Are you his loyal subject? Amen. We sing this, King of my life, I cry in thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown brow, lead me to Calvary. I think we forget about Calvary. All that he did for us. Amen. May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for thee, even thy cup of grief to share. Thou hast borne all for me. You know, I'm going to give you a simple thing here and we're done. You know how you can love your Savior all over again? Now you can do that. Love your mate. Love your husband. Like you should. Like you promised to. Like maybe you used to. Sir, love your wife like you ought to. Like at one time you were you're so willing to do. Amen. It's important. Love your God by loving your love. Love your children, even when they're not everything they ought to be. Love them for Christ's sake. Love one another. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Even when we're unlovable, love them anyway. Amen, preacher. I'm talking about falling in love all over again with your Lord, with your family, with your, with your mate, with your friends, with the body of Christ. It's so important. Let's bow our heads if we would, every head bowed. Now, I know there's some of you that just kind of didn't get much out of that message because maybe you don't agree with the Valentine thing, all that kind of. If you just set all that aside and just get real with God, how is your relationship with him today? He is my lover and I am his. Is that your heart? I hope it is. Fall in love all over again. Lord, do a work in our hearts this week. We know, Lord, that uh, there's an industry out there that doing this stuff just to make money. We get that. But, Lord, I look at it as an opportunity to check my heart 
and my relationships with those closest to me. I'm using this relationship focus today to think about mine with you. And Lord, help me to practice what I preach more. Lord, you've been so good to me, and I love you. And Lord, you're always showing me, you're always showering me with your graces and your mercies and your blessings. Help me to be that way with you and those that I love. I pray tonight you pull on all our heartstrings today. When we walk out of here, Lord, we'll determine in our heart to be what we ought to be for you. A faithful, faithful bride, a loving bride, a worshiping bride. And Lord, help us to search our own hearts regarding our relationship with those that are in our lives, our mates, our children, our, our church family, even loving the lost as we ought to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.